0: We're going to be reading today from the Gospel of John uh, in chapter 21 and verses 7 through 14. Uh, This is what the scripture says. Uh, That disciple, whom Jesus loved, therefore said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he was stripped for work, and he threw himself into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, but about a hundred yards off. When they got out on the land, they saw a charcoal fire in place with fish laid out on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And although there were so many fish, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now, none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and so with the fish. So right here uh, in this story, Jesus uh, is on the scene, and the disciples and the boys are with him. Jesus has just come back from the dead, resurrected, defeated, death in the grave, the only one to ever do it, the God-man, Jesus. And just before this, uh, the boys go out with Peter and they're out fishing. And then we see Jesus roll up and he says, Hey, oh, you guys catch anything? And they're like, No. And Jesus says, hey, try the other side. And then verse 7 through 14 is what we just read. And it tells us this incredible account of Peter uh, jumping out of the boat and swimming to Jesus. And in this moment, I'd like to speak to you today from this idea. That even on our worst day, even at our worst, when we know the true character of Jesus, we don't need to be afraid or ashamed, but we can live loved. And as we dive in together on this Sunday, my hope is that you would know in the deepest part of your soul that when you know the true character of Jesus, you can always come to Him. It's amazing what happens when we have the wrong facts about something or someone. It is wild and it changes everything about how we interact with people or situations when we think it's one way but it's actually not at all what we thought. I think we do that a lot with Jesus. We think Jesus is one thing and never stop the question if that's even true about him or if even the right thinking or if that's actually the heart of God, we get very caught up in opinions, wrapped up in past moments that we have seen happen or that have happened to us, some of which can be justified, some of which holds no water. It would seem uh, now more than ever as a culture, we cancel people based on our last encounter with them or the last thing they said, the way they answer a question, what their views are, or how they carry themselves in certain settings. We cancel people. We cancel people and never give them the opportunity, not just to prove us wrong, but to grow, to change, to be who they really are. To not have that one thing, that one time, and that one moment define, shape, and change the entire rest of their lives. It's sad, horrible, and pretty disgusting to think that we as supposed followers of Jesus would cancel people, write them off, disregard them. I mean, could you imagine if that's what Jesus did? Could you imagine if that's what the God of everything did to me and to you? my goodness, all of humanity would be canceled. Here's the crazy part, though. Many, many times, we either cancel Jesus, God, the idea that there is a God or or that God is with us and for us, or we believe that Jesus, God, cancel us. That what we did or or how we acted, or the last encounter with Jesus didn't go so well, and now, oh, oh man, now, there is no way that God would want anything to do with us. With absolute truth, and absolute confidence, I'd like to encourage you today, those thoughts that Jesus would cancel you, and want nothing to do with you because of how you treated Him, responded to Him, We're angry with him, haven't been living holy, done too many bad things. The thought that Jesus would ever cancel you is a complete lie. That is not the character of the living and true God. That is not the character of Jesus. We might believe that sometimes, because that's what we see all around us because that's what we see modeled in culture today. That you say something, do something, too bad, too wrong, too messed up, and boo town. You're canceled. No way back. But that is not Jesus. That is not the character of Jesus because Jesus does not look anything like that. In fact, Jesus invites us to breakfast good, bad, or indifferent, the Son of the Living God invites us to breakfast. And it's absolutely wild who He invites in this story of John chapter 21 that we just read. You see, to fully understand how wild it is that the character of Jesus is so unlike what we think so good and so loving and just so different, We've got to back the story up a few pages. You see, before this moment of, of Jesus on the beach cooking breakfast with the boys, before this wild, wild moment of total restoration and healing and love and joy, Jesus gets killed. Jesus gets murdered. Uh, Jesus gets, gets executed on a cross. And moments before that, Moments before Jesus' death. He gets denied by, by who some would say is his best friend, his closest follower, his ride or die, his Kobe and Shaq, his Jordan and Pippin, his Stephen Clay, the guy who would follow Jesus to the end. He gets denied by Peter, the rock, Simon Peter. He denies Jesus. In John 18, the Bible records, as Jesus is about to be sentenced to death, people see Peter and they ask him, Hey, don't, don't, don't you know that man? Peter says, I don't, I don't know that man. I've never seen that man. I'm not associated with Jesus. I have nothing to do with that guy. I've never seen him. I've never been around him. I don't follow him. Curse me if I know that man. Jesus? Ha! <laughs> me? Me? One of his disciples, no, not me. I deny it. I deny him. Brutal stuff. Brutal and raw denial. And then Jesus goes to the cross, executed, and dies. And the greatest news to ever hit the ears of humanity, a few days go by, and the Son of God, God in a body, Jesus defeats death, is risen again, alive. And the scriptures tell us he appears to Mary, one of his friends. And some of the disciples, while they're hiding out in the house, and then after all that, after the denial from Peter, the execution on a cross of Jesus, the resurrection from the dead, the appearing to Mary and and some of the boys hiding out in the house. After all of that, we find ourselves on this scene, John 21, Peter on a boat fishing with some of the boys. And here comes Jesus on the shore calling out to them, Hey, you catch anything? Try the starboard side. So much fish, they have trouble hauling it in. Then John, one of the disciples in the boat, turns to the denying, sinful, shame-filled, guilt-ridden Peter and says, it is the Lord. It's Jesus. Now in this moment, don't miss it. Don't miss that the last encounter Peter has with Jesus, the very last words we hear of Peter towards Jesus, the last thing Peter does before Jesus is killed is deny that he even knows Him. I don't know about you, but if the last encounter I had with someone who only ever loved me, who only ever showed me love, If the last thing I did to them was deny them, curse them, and act like I don't even know you. Cancel them. I sure would never want to see them again. Oh, and if I did, I would be so full of embarrassment, guilt, shame, fear. What are they going to think? What are they going to say to me? I don't deserve their friendship. I don't deserve their love. I was so wrong, and they were only ever loving. Man, I think if I was Peter in the boat that day, maybe you too, I think that we would hide. I think that if it's you and me in the boat, and John says to us, it is the Lord, we would hide. We would duck under the boat railing. We wouldn't want Jesus to see us because we're afraid. That because we denied Him, because of what we did, because of who we are, there's no way anything good could come from this. But you see, when we know the true character of Jesus, we see the truth that it is not because of who we are or what we have done that He loves us. It is because of who he is that we are loved. So Peter, whose last encounter with Jesus was awful and one that denies him, in this wild moment shows us the true character of our Savior. Because how Peter responds next speaks volumes so loud and so true that if we take notice of it, It can change everything. Verse 7. Verse 7, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he threw himself into the sea and swam to Jesus. What? The guys whose last encounter was denying Jesus jumps out of the boat in such joy-filled excitement and swims to the Savior. Why? Because in this powerful moment, we see that Peter knows and shows us the character of his Lord and his God. Peter knows that when he gets to shore, when he gets to Jesus, he will not be met with ridicule, shame, judgment, condemnation, but he will be met by the greatest love Peter has ever known in the person of Jesus. You see, Peter knows Jesus. And because of that, because Peter knows that Jesus does not treat him as he deserves, Jesus does not treat him like the rest of culture, Jesus does not act like you and me would, Peter jumps out of the boat and swims to Jesus knowing he will be met with forgiveness, restoration, and love. It's funny, we as humanity, we cancel people, but not Jesus. We cancel people and never give them the opportunity, not just to prove us wrong, but to grow to be who God has created them to be. But not Jesus. He doesn't do that. It's not his character. We make it so and tell people that that one thing, that one time, that one moment defines, shapes, and changes the entire rest of your life. But not Jesus. Jesus does not let the moment that Peter denies him shape him for the rest of his life. Peter is not canceled because of that. He is not forced into a corner and not able to grow and be who God has created him to be. No! Jesus, in perfect love, restores Peter. And he can restore me. And he can restore you. In verse 10 and 12, In this story, as Peter and the boys in the boat get to shore, the Bible records some of my favorite pieces of scripture. Jesus says, bring some of the fish you have just caught. Jesus says, come and have breakfast. Don't you just love that? I love that the Savior, the restorer of our soul, the most loving person to ever live, The God man. Jesus himself invites Peter, the boys, you and me to come and have breakfast. He invites us to come and know him. To really know who he is. It's awesome. This word, uh, this word breakfast. Jesus invites us to know him. So he invites us to breakfast. It's not just the most important meal of the day. It's actually designed and created to break your fast. You see, you would fast, obtain from eating for a little bit of time, in order to focus your mind, your heart, your spirit, your soul on the presence of God. You would do it in order to, in moments that you were hungry, have a better understanding and and wait for it, know who your God is. So in this moment, Jesus, God himself, he invites the boys, and he invites you and me, to breakfast. Because to know who God is, is to be with Jesus. This has got to be one of the most awesome things Jesus does. Jesus is like, hey, I I know you normally fast, and want to really know the character of God, and that helps you do it. I get it, I get it, will we'll come and have breakfast with me, God, and I will show you what I am really like. This is amazing and good how Jesus does this. He says to us, "I want you to know me, because when you know me, you won't ever stop wanting to come to me because I am so loving that no matter what you have ever done in my presence, you will know that you are loved. Breakfast, one of the most simple things on the planet reveals to us our God. Mind blown, go eat some toast. But what about you? What about me? What is our encounter with Jesus been lately. Have you denied Him? You've been angry with Him? I know I have. Have you chosen what you think is best over what Jesus says is better? Have you been living life on your terms? Have you been believing the lie that you are canceled because of the stuff that you've done? Have you been thinking that you aren't worth it, not good enough, not good enough, not worthy? I'd like to encourage you this Sunday. You and I cannot do any worse than Peter when he denies Jesus. But you see, when we know the true character of Jesus, We see the truth that it's not because of who we are or what we have done that He loves us. It is because of who Jesus is that we are so loved. Even on our worst day, even at our very worst, the true character of Jesus says to us, you don't need to be afraid or ashamed. You don't need to hide. You're not going to be canceled. The true character and love of Jesus invites you in wild excitement and joy to jump out of the boat and swim to the Savior. Oh, and as we get to the shore full of grace, mercy, and love, we hear some of the most simple and wild words. Come and have breakfast. Come and know who I am, your God. Come and be filled and satisfied with my love. Come and be full. Come and rest in my work that I have done for you. Come and live in the greatest love that you will ever know. And that love has a name. And his name is Jesus. Come on, let's pray together. Father God, thank you for your son Jesus. Jesus, thank you, in the most simple way of life, you invite us to just come to you and have breakfast. Would you give us enough courage to accept your invitation and to really know you? And as we know your true character, Jesus, would we just rest in your love? Holy are you, God. To you be all the glory forever. Amen.